0: So I train a lot of people. A lot of them fit, can play basketball, can move their body. Athletes, nobody would I teach that right away. And so if I dump into that Instagram account or it comes over my feed and I got 30 seconds, I think it's subconsciously starting to change the way we think about movement and exercise and how to get to where
1: we want. And now it creates this well, confusion. Well, I think you know, like I'll, sh- I'll start out like we got to start with a posture, start with a feet. Nobody wants to watch that, right? So that's what they want to watch. I mean, I'm like, how how fast can we make this happen? But you're not going to look like that, and you're not going. To, you're probably going to be injured, and you're going to have all these other issues. Or by the way, you're probably going to have to take something like the Liver King guy. You know, I'm not doing any kind of, you know, stimulants or steroids or whatever it might be. So again, that's the the false hope. But it really keeps coming back to, you know, the progressions, the lifestyle. Can you repeat it? And I think in our world today unfortunately that people don't want to put in the work and the other thing i've i've listened a lot lately is that it's all about the look versus there's so you know with mental health it is today there's nothing better for mental health than moving our bodies but why do we think that the benefit really the true benefit of moving your body is not always the look it's the feel it's what it does for my mind it creates you know all that stuff that helps us but it's you know it gets back to the how hard can I go how fast can I go what what do I want to look like and the you know it goes on and on and on.
0: Welcome back to Rest Eat Move podcast. We're gonna dive into um, the world of the internet, and I have a, a special guest who's not special. He's here every week, but he knows nothing about the internet. Um, he doesn't have an Instagram. He spends very little time. Um, hearing some of the noise out there. And so I'm going to expose them to some of the noise. We're going to have a little bit of a dialogue on some of the the noise and the trends. And the theme of this podcast is going to be the top five crazy things that are being said on the internet, all around health and uh, well-being. And there's a lot more, but we boiled it down to five. And we're going to play some videos so my dad, Chris, can kind of watch it live and then we can talk about the, um, maybe the things he agrees with and the things that he, he doesn't agree with. So the first one out of the top five is, and you're familiar with this because you get many people to ask you questions, reclaim your health with the animal-based diet or the carnivore diet. It's a trending topic. Uh, the liver king was probably one of the, the most famous for that, but there's a lot of people that are found in the footsteps What do you hear about this? What do you think about this? And when you first got in bodybuilding, was the carnivore diet a thing?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about some of these things and, you know, if you go back, way back in time, but, you know, you used to, whether it was Rocky, you know, consuming a bunch of eggs and (laughs) and then you're looking at, like, you know, they used to cut off a chicken's head and drink the blood. And, I mean, it was just, and then you'd eat, you know, uh, bulls, you would eat their testicles. I mean, all these, I mean, it goes way, 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 way back in time. So you know, we just got to step back for a second and look at like what have we learned over the the multiple, multiple years in some of these things and they just keep rearing their heads. And so when I hear some of this stuff sometimes, I'm like, number one, it's not sustainable. Number two, it's not true. And, you know, when you start taking, you know, macronutrients out of your diet, then you're going to have a macro problem. And so again, I don't know why we keep going back and keep spinning the wheel, but you can lose weight on doing almost anything, and people can look good short-term. But, again, you always ask the question, can you ha- be healthy and look good if that's some of your goals? So, again, that's the driver. I mean, when you look at Liver King and the guy's saying that he's not on any, any juice, I mean, and then it comes out he's on juice. I mean, this is not, I mean, this is not real. So, and that's what I think sometimes I'm hearing more. So, so
0: let's watch this video. So this is a, a very popular uh gentleman, carnivore MD. I like some of the things he says. You know, he talks about uh, getting rid of seed oils and getting the sun, hot and cold therapy, a lot of good stuff, but his main premise is uh, this animal-based diet.
2: So an animal-based diet is organs and meat, the most nutrient-rich foods for humans that I've ever seen, prized by hunter-gatherers throughout our evolution, clearly prized today, organs and meat for protein and nutrients, and some animal fats, dairy, preferably raw dairy as an animal food that is nutritious for humans and a source of calcium and other unique nutrients, eggs, animal foods, and then a carbohydrate source for humans from fruit and honey, which I believe to be the least toxic sources of carbohydrates. So an animal-based diet is, succinctly put, organs, meat, fruit honey raw dairy it's kind of just a term so,
0: so here's a question for you animal-based diet fruit and honey when did fruit and honey become an animal
1: yeah i mean when you select fruit and honey and again i think fruit and honey can be i amazing. love fruit and honey yeah it can be amazingly healthy so and again back to you know, am I going to eat organ meats all the time? Am I going to be so again, you're thinking, is that what I need to do to look good? And I think that's and that's an M.D. That's a doctor. Yeah, and so now I'm the I'm the physician. I'm I, I, I have a nice, you know, physique. I look good. Um, but realistic... let me show
0: you let me show you a couple more. So he's going to go through <laughs> a grocery store here and tell you what he's going to buy.
2: Trader Joe's Grocery haul: animal-based foods. Vegetables, nope. Grass-fed ribeyes, we've got grass-fed ground beef, organic pasture-raised eggs. Those are the best eggs I can find at Trader Joe's. Let's see if I can find some raw cheese. Yup, we've got raw milk gruyere, grana padano, and parmigiano-reggiano, which are raw. Organic Fuji apples, organic dates, organic bananas, organic avocados, organic navel oranges, Definitely will make some juice out of those. Zucchini, it's not a vegetable, it's a fruit. Organic spaghetti squash, squash is a fruit. Could throw this in the oven, cook it up. Sadly, Trader Joe's doesn't have raw milk, but they do have goat milk kefir. That's probably what I would do here. They've got a local, raw, unfiltered honey, meat, fruit, honey, raw dairy. So
0: the thing that stood out to me there is, vegetables are bullshit, is kind of his slogan. Kale's bullshit. Vegetables are bullshit. What do you think of that trend?
1: Well, again, we're just selecting certain things. I can eat honey, I can eat fruit, but I can't eat vegetables. Again, common sense has to come in play a little bit here. You can't say that eating – well, you can, and obviously he says it, that you can't eat vegetables. I mean, a carrot's not good for you. Uh, yeah,
0: the defense, his saying his defense mechanisms in vegetables – are very toxic one of them being oxalates causing kidney stones
1: um and different other oxalates aren't causing kidney stones what's <laughs> causing kidney stones is a terrible lifestyle being dehydrated the list goes on and probably eating too much meat
0: <laughs> but that's the opposite of what we're hearing right. so, so again if you look or no at mushrooms meat, again,
1: back to the three principles we teach is you know back to the cell the ph and in the, in the source and so you can shoot some holes through some of that stuff so that's the challenge let me sick. play one let me play one more so
0: just a reminder
1: i want people to get to a place of i choose to only eat meat not i can only eat meat my real thing is if you heal with this you can help so many people heal that don't realize they're sick and that's like part of the reason i'm still looking and happen looking is because there's so many people that follow me and i'm like the idea with the diet is you use this and then you reintroduce foods. And there's so right. many people who can't re, especially people who gravitate towards a lion diet. Those are the people who yeah. do that diet that can't reintroduce foods. And right. it's like, well, something's obviously wrong. You should be able to.
0: So there's another, again, there's others, but there's another, um, woman who is very popular, Michaela Peterson, her dad is uh, Jordan Peterson, and she uh, had a TED talk and has talked about how she only eats beef, and it solved her autoimmune issue, and now Jordan Peterson, I think, only eats beef, um, and it solved his antidepressant, or his depression and anxiety and all these things, so without going too far down this, this hole, this is a very trendy, million views, uh, millions of followers, people emailing you, emailing me, what do I think about this? Some of it I agree with. There are some contexts I agree with, like eating food from the source, like good animal product, uh, fruits, vegetables, um, honey. These are all good things. But when we go down this crazy, crazy path of Rec- reclaim your health with animal-based diets and getting into the extreme of only eating animal products liver testicles organ meats you're you're taking a knife and you're chopping up these things and eating them right from the cutting board it's just it's too extreme
1: well and again back to if you looked at everything we've seen so far um, you, you got to step back and say you know does this make any sense and when you think about food it's not just nutrients but there's there's love in it there's social so i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go to here whatever so now we create a a a lifestyle that we can't repeat and number two look at long term these are just little tiny snippets of for example that young woman she's not i mean and how old is she
0: yeah she's young
1: and she's been doing this for so long so again when we go back to really getting back to the clean eating you're definitely going to see some changes no matter what you kind of do, but eventually over time, you're going to start seeing deficiencies. And so when you think about nutri- nutrition 101, it's what nutrients am I missing? So if I looked at some of this stuff here, you know, where's vitamin C come from if I'm eating meat? Where does it come from? If you look at many things like vitamin D or uh, lipoic acid, or the list goes on and on and on. Omega-3 fats, you might get some of these omega-3 fats, but you might not. So it depends on what you're where where you're at here, but eventually over time you're going to start seeing deficiencies.
0: So this leads me to number two. So number one was animal-based diets. Again, nothing we both eat animal products. We try to get the highest quality, but we also have other foods in the yeah. So again, I
1: like what I like what you're saying is for sure if you're eating any animal make it better, upgrade it as much as you can. But don't feel like that's the only thing you can eat because again, if you're only eating meat, you're probably gonna be a little bit more uh, way over on the acidic side, which leads to many other problems, including inflammation long-term. So
0: probably one of our least favorite influencers out there is Dr. Gundry. We think he says some good things, but there's so many polarizing things that he's trying to grab attention and confusing people. So watch this video from Dr. Gundry.
1: Beef eaters, had a much higher incidence of breast cancer than chicken eaters and once again the difference between those two sources of protein actually comes down to the fact that chicken has new 5ac and beef has new 5gc and the evidence is overwhelming sorry carnivore diets that new 5 gc promotes inflammation, promotes an autoimmune attack on our blood vessels, and promotes cancer cell growth.
0: So this is why we're doing this podcast. So you got many people, some of them reputable, some of them are just famous for being a personality, and then you got the opposite. So number two on our list is the opposite of anything. And one of the things that I don't like about Gundry is he's going to say something opposite to what our belief is or whatever the trend is. And so he's a big fan of the ketogenic diet, but the way he says it is most people don't know how to do the ketogenic diet. So he's trying to say everyone else that's trying it, my way is the only way. He knows that carnivore diet is very popular right now. And so to get people's eyeballs, he's trying to debunk it in a way that sounds scientific, educated, well well-proven. And again, it's the opposite of number one in this case was you eat beef, you're going to get cancer.
1: Well, I think at the beginning, you kind of opened up making fun of your dad that I'm not on the internet, but I do know. Thank one goodness. Thing. Yeah. Thank goodness. But I do know one thing. Anytime I've ever been exposed to the internet, he pops up. And so he's everywhere. And so when he's saying that you, you know, like, for example, I was in South Florida this past week, we had real orange juice. And we dilute it a little bit. Well, he'll say that you know that's poison. You can't drink orange <laughs> juice. You know you can't eat a banana if it's if it's too you know if it's too ripe. So again, you can see some of the stuff is so confusing to people. If the worst thing you ate was a ripe banana, I think you're probably going to be okay. I think you'd be above okay. And if you're going to have some real fresh, squeezed orange juice. And maybe you dilute a little bit. I gotta tell you, that's probably not the worst thing you're gonna put in the human body. So this is what makes everybody crazy. In fact, I was just speaking a couple weeks ago, and I got some of these questions that, can you eat this and that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, where, where are we, you hearing that? Yeah, where are you hearing all this stuff? So there's so much confusion. It just keeps spinning. And now with the internet, the way it is, again, I'm not. It is, I, so I
0: think one of the one of the <clears throat> ways I kind of interpret is there's always going to be a middle. Unfortunately our brain wants to take us to the a completely crazy side of one direction or other. So you got eat, uh plant-based only. You can only eat plant-based. And then you got the other camp that says only animal-based and if you eat plant-based it's cancer causing and the plant-based says if you eat animals well, what about the middle cuz somebody's somebody's wrong, correct? They can't both be correct.
1: Yeah, we got to go back to some common sense. If you're eating nutrients from the source in a variety you're probably not going to be wrong and then number two you're probably going to be having a a plan that you can repeat and sustain over
0: and that's time. a big deal sustainability <clears throat> so number three uh this isn't new but you see this over and over again kind of what we we're talking about there is the ketogenic diet trying to uh manipulate macronutrients counting macronutrients it's it's much more involved but i say you know the We're still trying to hack. We're still trying to hack our diet. And I think you said it again, but it's worth mentioning. uh, If you cut out a macronutrient, in the case of ketogenic, you're going to cut out carbohydrates. You are going to have a macro problem. And the truth of it is, is it's very hard to sustain. So maybe in the short run, you cut out carbohydrates. You lose weight because they hold on to water. And next thing you know, you've lost weight. But you've missed maybe some antioxidants, some fiber, some other uh, properties, including no one's talked about what carbohydrates can do for serotonin and boost uh, the neurotransmitter serotonin. So ketogenic diet continues to be a trend that we see, and I think it's for the wrong reason of trying to hack and quick fix a poor diet. And I think one of the things it does just automatically is if you go from a processed bad diet to a ketogenic diet, kind of the, the pseudo effect is... You are eating cleaner, but the the problem we see is maybe short term you get better, but long term you're missing nutrients.
1: Well, and I think the other thing too, you, you kinda hit it right, short term, but you know, it's always about how you develop a nutritional plan that's as we just talked, repeatable, sustainable, but it doesn't happen overnight. The problem is is that you start going from one area that you're you know, way over here to way over here and you start seeing some amazing results and you're like, Of course you're gonna see some amazing results. But, that, but that's not, again, that's a quick fix. That's not going to be long term. But I think the biggest challenge I see more and more is that they, they, they try to develop a plan that is so extreme, you're going to see these changes instantly. So, for example, when I was competing in bodybuilding for many, many years, a big uh, way for people to get ready to get on stage was they would do um, carb depleting. So they would completely deplete their carbs. Carbs hold water, blah blah blah. And then, as they got ready for contest, then they would carb load. So now their muscles look fuller, and the list goes on. And they get up on stage, and many of the bodybuilders again, you had to time it just right. And even if you timed it just right, you still might not look the way you wanted to do. It. And that was ma- made me think that why would I want to change? I've been I've been really after this thing for about sixteen weeks, and now I'm gonna gonna roll the dice and try to time this is perfect Now how the body works. And I, I think that's what we're seeing more today. We're, we're trying to do this going from this level to this level, and you think you're going to get this result. But the bottom line at the end of the day is what do you really want? Are you really trying to get losing weight or are you trying to get have a better look, which I guess most of these are, are looking for, but why do we not think we can have kind of both? And I think that's, the, that's, that's what That's we're a seeing.
0: good point. So number four is, uh, and this is a big deal, Shirt off, um, great looking, good physiques, pretty, and it's it's attractive to watch it. It's attention grabbing, and one of the things that it is is it's pretty much entertainment. So let me show you a couple of videos here. Uh, the first one is going to be. Come check- So you see this a lot, it's random movements thrown together, looks new, looks interesting. Oh my gosh, it's focusing on my hips or my shoulders or whatever body part, my my glutes. But it's random, nice music, pretty woman. And next thing you know, you see people trying these movements in the gym with very little body awareness, no education of what it's really doing. Um, that's new. That never existed in your 35 plus years of personal training where people can get So quickly, different movement. Now, I'm all for moving the body. But I think we, you said this the other day, you see these movements in the gym and like, where did you learn that?
1: And where's the progressions? So you take somebody, You know, we I remember one of my buddies was doing P90X and we're playing golf one day and I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I can't even move my neck. (laughs) I go, what do you mean you can't move your neck? He goes, I just started doing the P90X. What are you doing P90X? And P90X is not a bad thing. But there was no progression. Progression, into it. like I just watched it. I'm gonna do it. No. So when you see some of these things out there, like where's the beginning? Where's the, What's the goal? What's the? What's you know? How do we put this all together? And I think that's what what I just saw. Is like. Let me show
0: you a couple more. So what, this is very common. This here. this is a day in the life type of a video. A very common, especially with uh, women was the juiciest glute pump i have had in a while you guys and i'm gonna show you how i got it we started off with our pre-workout cocktail was using mango oxy shard all carnitine and i guess i was so excited because it literally just spilled everywhere at least it didn't get on my outfit i finished that and got everything together energy was good so i knew i was gonna have a good workout trust me when i tell you do not skip your stretches and warm up do not next we are going into rdls first now y'all when i tell you i did three to four sets and am wrapped every single set it's probably why i'm gonna be so sore for the next two to three business days y'all the way my dumbbell literally bounced back next we are going into reverse lunges this is one of my favorite exercises we were literally only three exercises in and i was so exhausted next we are going into vulgarians y'all i have such a love and hate relationship with these but this is the only type of pain i love we're going into medias so we we watched that earlier and that was the first time you saw it <clears throat> hundreds of thousands of views of that video and similar types of video and they're they're interesting it's like okay day in a life what do you notice in those because this is new to you you don't see these
1: well if i was training that person i would go number one what do we what's your posture your posture your head's almost (laughs) way down there so now you're creating a nervous system adaptation that's going to be something that's going to and again super young but over time, that's going to cause some major problems. So her neck was very... Her neck was way forward. You know, again, the head weighs, you know, 6 to 8 pounds. I mean, that looked like a disaster. Now, again, she can get away with anything at her age, but over time, she's going to have other challenges. Yes, so, so, so that's
0: a day in the life. Uh, one of the things that we see there is, uh, I don't know her background, but these are such micro clips, and it's about look. So she's talking about glutes. She's got nice glutes but that's not really something that someone that doesn't have glutes just doing that is going to get them the results there the pre-workout the clothes and then the other thing that stood out to me we briefly talked about this is she abbreviated rear deadlift rdl and this we're seeing this over and over and over again because it's such a common movement because it focuses on the what the glutes on the glutes mm-hmm. and the glutes are the the new thing this is one of the drivers for many women in the gym to try to get that look of the glutes. I've been training a long time you've been training a long time. I've never abbreviated rear deadlift and now it's so trendy that it has an abbreviate abbreviation
1: yeah when you said that to me, I have no clue what you're asking
0: and you've been doing this for yeah.
1: You know, it was back in the day, we used to... The dinosaur you know, doesn't understand what the internet's saying. The Arnold curl. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger named the Arnold curl. Like, what? Well, you're going to name a curl after, your, after you. So, yeah, you can kind of see how this starts to roll. Like, okay, for the guys, they want to have the pecs and the, and the biceps. And so, yeah, so get back to, again, train your glutes, train your hamstrings, train your quads, train your core, train the whole body, but, again, we're trying to...
0: We're trying okay. to look a certain way. One last different. thing, and I like these guys. Uh, Very motivating. I want to do that movement. I want to look that way. I, you know, I want to get in there. You know, they got millions of followers. The, the challenge with that, that I see is there's a reason their shirt's off. And I'm not I'm not dogging them, because I think that's, they should flaunt that. But I think what it makes everyone else that kind of uses that is like, okay, I gotta do that workout to look that way. It's giving false hope, because those, those guys, I think, genetically are gifted, number one. Number two, there's no progression to any of those movements. So I train a lot of people, a lot of them fit, can play basketball, can move their body, athletes, Nobody would I teach that right away, and so if I dump into that Instagram account or it comes over my feed and I got thirty seconds, I think it's subconsciously starting to change the way we think about movement and exercise and how to get to where we want. And now it creates this well, confusion. Well, I think you
1: know, you've got you've kind of coached me along the way, and you were Rashawn that you can't start out so slow. Like I'll, sh- I'll start out like we got to start with a posture, start with the feet. Nobody wants to watch that, right? So that's what they want to watch. I mean, I'm like how how fast can we make this happen? But you're not going to look like that and you're not going you're probably going to get injured and you're going to have all these other issues or by the way you're probably going to have to take something like the liver king guy, you know. I'm not doing any kind of you know stimulants or steroids or whatever it might be. So again, that's the the false hope, but it really keeps coming back to you know the progressions, the lifestyle. Can you repeat it? And I think in our world today unfortunately that people don't want to put in the work and the other thing i've i've listened a lot lately is that it's all about the look versus there's so you know with mental health it is today there's nothing better for mental health than moving our bodies but why do we think that the benefit really the true benefit of moving your body is not always the look it's the feel it's what it does for my mind it creates ad, you know all that stuff that helps us but it's you know it gets back to the how hard can i go how fast can i go what what do I want to look like and the you know it goes on and on and on. So, so
0: the so the last one is cold therapy and we both highly uh, believe in cold therapy. We've been both using a cold plunge at our uh, fitness facility, hot and cold showers for. I mean, you much longer, but I'm talking twenty plus years for me, and I'm only thirty six, and you've been using it for long longer than, longer than that. You see this on every single commercial podcast. There's uh, at-home cold therapy, DIY cold therapy, uh, the crinotherapy, where you're actually going in these sub negative 100 with the gloves. And what's your take on this new explosion of hot and cold therapy, and why is it so extreme?
1: Well, let's go back in time. It's not new. <laughs> right. So I, I, sometimes I'm like, that's not new. I mean, w- you know, you talk about rice. I mean, anytime anybody injures themselves, it's, you know, it's, it's elevation, it's you know, it's, you know, it's ice, it's the whole thing. So it gets, we, we have to understand how hot and cold work. Um, so that's number one, it's not new. Number two is, it, it, for many people are paying lots of money to go to sit in a cold, the, the key is, is understanding and how to, what's the value of it. I mean, what are really the big thing I think is it really helps to, the immune system. So again, you're driving blood to the organs, you're driving blood to the outer part of the body. So, you know, the hot and cold, there's so many things that does hormonally, energetic, you know, there's so many wonderful benefits of hot and cold therapy. That's number 1. The benefits are hands down we know that. Number 2 is how do you do it? And so now if you think, "Well, you got to do this and this," it's like anything else. It's acclimation. So, one of the things people ask me about, it, how do you do it? Well, it's not like it's perfect, but you're going to start out with a a warm shower, and then you're going to go to a cool shower, and you're going to go back to a warm shower and back to a cool shower, and eventually you start acclimating. And if you do have access to a, a cold plunge or a cold bath or things like that, um, that's another level. But we we just jump right into it, and if people can't sit in the cold plunge for, you know, Two, three, four, five minutes. Then they're they're weak mentally or whatever. No, it's an acclimation And again, I don't know about you, but in the middle of the winter here in Michigan, I don't necessarily want to jump right into a an ice bath. Well, you're mentally weak. I'm mentally weak. So, so we have to understand there's really some huge benefits to it. Like when I'm traveling, and I need to get more energy and to feel better. I'm definitely doing a hot and cold shower. Is it perfect? No, but it's a way that I can Im- Im- implement it in my lifestyle. So. Number one, the benefits there—it's been going on for a long time, and it needs to be like anything else. It needs to be a progression.
0: But I think the the thing that I hear is like, if you're not doing it, well, you're not you're not regulating your nervous system. You're not going to be able to handle stress because you're not given that stress. So I think it makes people feel like, oh, I I need to do this. You don't need to do this. It can be a tool. It doesn't have to be the only tool, but. Um, when, when you start to g- gain the popularity, the trend starts to increase. Now people say, well, I'm not training right because I don't have a cold plunge. I'm not doing the cold therapy. So just understanding there's always more options. It's just one option. Well, I
1: think the other thing, too, for those of you listening or watching, experiment with it. Yeah. There's a lot to be learned by trying things. Like when you go to the gym and you're, Experimenting, try it, and it's no different than hot and cold. Start out instead of, you know, make your shower maybe extremely warm, and then you go gently to, to, to cool. But maybe next time you do a shower, it's not so hot anymore, it's a little bit cooler. And what you're gonna know like eating, it's like eating cleaner, the body's gonna start reacting. You're gonna be more aware of it, and now that's kind of the, the special sauce is now my body's more aware of it, more in tune to it, and then I don't have to have such extremes. To to make these changes, and in if my you body. could,
0: and if you can make it part of your ritual, I think it. I mean, it's part of my ritual, but I remember I went to the Scandinave spa in a British Columbia, Whistler, and it's set up that way. And the Scandinave baths are that's how you do it. You do hot, cold, stillness, and you repeat it over and over again. It's it's peaceful. It helps you regulate the nervous system. I'm not going to go to British Columbia every day, and so I I try to do that. But I remember my mother-in-law telling me something with my first kid. I was I went to do a meditation um, certification, and she said, "What are you going to learn meditation? Like the only meditation you're going to get for the next four or five years is sitting on the toilet. Like it, it's not always practical. We got real life, and so I think the internet. The biggest mistake is the internet makes everything look so easy, so clean, so organized." We're going to have chaos. We're going to have variability. The, the, the snow might be outside, and you don't want to go outside in your cold plunge. Or maybe the pipes break and the, the, the temperature's off. You know That's what we're going through at our facility. The cold plunge is broke. So I think we got to step back and say, yes, yeah, so let's create some rituals. This can be one if you can sustain it. But if it's something that requires so much effort, so much work, there's probably a couple things before
1: that you can do. Yeah, and I think one of the things we truly try to teach is building habits one step at a time. And so if you said, hey, one of the things I want to do is I really want to help calm my nervous system, then you start experimenting with hot and cold. Don't get crazy with it. Experiment with it. Don't make it so painful that you're not going to want to repeat it. Because if you make it so painful, I guarantee it. You know, I, I see so many people when we go to the MAC to work out and they come in for the first time and they're so afraid of that cold plunge. And I said, well, you don't go from the shower in there. You got to come in the warm, and then you go to the cold. So it's designed. Yeah, so it's designed that way. Like when we were in Alaska, and they had the outdoor, you know, hot springs. You know, I, I it comes in. And it's it's like perfect. It's it's natural. It's not this way. But as you wade through the, as you get closer and closer to the middle, it gets hotter and hotter. That's where it's it's that's how they set it up. But it's it's coming out of the.
0: You don't start in the middle.
1: You don't start in the middle yeah. because the middle, you just are not ready for the middle. Mm. So they, and they guide you like, hey, go over here, acclimate over here. And it's just, it's magical. And then it's the same thing when you get done, you're the same thing is you go back into the cold and then you go you know into the stillness. All right. So but I, I don't, I'm, we don't live in Alaska or we don't live in British Columbia. And that's so, the challenge.
0: So as we wrap up, so here's the five that we kind of are saying, watch out for. Number one, animal-based diet only. Okay, there's, there's more to the nutritional um, plan. Number two, there's always going to be the opposite. So anything that is trending, there's going to be the opposite to debunk that, to try to grab noise. Number three is cutting out macronutrients, stuff like the keto. Watch out for just watching fitness movement uh, tips from people with their shirts off for good physiques because sometimes, and most of the time, there's no experience. There's no uh, track record. It's all about entertainment and look at, looking good versus uh, doing the right movements. And then number five, being too extreme with some of these new things like hot and cold therapy. And as I kind of wrap up, kind of to play off the first one, there, there are a lot of s- smart people that, are, that can use scientific jargon. But at the end of the day, if people are eating kale, or they're putting spinach in their smoothie, I think they're making really smart, good choices. But we're going to have to look out because there's always going to be that person that's going to try to grab attention, because that's what we're all after is grabbing attention, that's going to say things like, kale is bullshit, and putting a spinach in your smoothie is an oxalate bomb. These are harmful for society because at the end of the day, we're eating too much processed foods, we're not moving our body. We're overstimulated. We're running too fast, and if we can just start with some small steps, um, you know, 35 years ago, I think we were doing some good things that weren't very exotic and crazy, but now we've gotten to this point where we look at the internet and say whatever's well, trending must be yeah, the right thing.
1: Yeah, one of the things I think as you wrap this up, I, I completely agree. I mean, people have these beliefs, and a belief is a level of certainty, but you know. The breathing was a big deal when COVID hit. That's fantastic because when James and Esther comes out with a book about breathe, it's fantastic. It's awareness, but you don't need to read a 400-page book about breathing. You just need to make it simple and being aware of your breath. Number two is if you have a lot of stress and things and you need a little bit of hot and cold therapy or whatever you now you just creating this awareness but the goal is how to create a lifestyle that you can repeat over and over and I think that's what's confusing right because there's so much out there like what do I believe not to believe and I'll, I'll I'll mention one last thing that I just got a call from a guy yesterday and he had talked to me multiple times about getting his know your numbers and I said before you understand all the stuff you need to get these numbers home assisting CRP testosterone whatever it is but get all these tests here because you have to understand your risk so then he goes to see his doctor and his doctor says you know your cholesterol is a little high but his cholesterol in balance it's all good but he wants to put him on a statin med so he gives him a calcium score so now we got another test over here he hasn't done homocysteine, CRP. doesn't any of these tests. gets his calcium score back, and his doctor says, hey, here's a book I want you to read. And it's about a cardiologist that recommends a statin med for every human being on the planet. And I'm like, so he calls me up, and I'm, he goes, I'm so confused. And I said, I'm I'm confused. So so the key is in all this stuff today is we have to go back, a little bit of common sense, you know understand how to create a lifestyle that I can repeat. And then, again, back to this internet thing, what we're talking about today, that there's so much out there that you and I sometimes are like, hmm, that's interesting. Is it? Is it doable? Is it repeatable? Whatever. Is there some validity to it? Some yes, some no, but that's the problem when you look at a 15-second, 30-second clip that you're never going to get the full context of of the entire message.
0: Yeah, so the takeaway, take a bunch of good positive things. The, the danger is sometimes the most attention-grabbing stuff is going to be exotic, it's going to be something that's put in what you've believed on its head, and it grabs your attention. That's how we're designed. Our attention is going to go to things that are uncertain, new, attractive. And sometimes we have to limit those things and really go into ourselves and say, what are the, the couple things we have to do or that we're not doing, and create that lifestyle. So until next time, hopefully uh, the big fella doesn't start getting on the internet because these podcasts will start to be a lot different as he's exposed to this crazy world. But if you have any questions, reach out to us, info.ontargetliving.com. We'll see you again next time.